It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The Texas and Oklahoma auditions to the SEC mean what exactly? A star is born in American men's swimming, plus the best way to watch the NBA draft. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. KHOU sports anchor Jason Bristol, KVUE sports director Jeff Jones, and WFAA senior reporter Jason Whitley join our hosts on Locked On Big 12, Josh Neighbors, Locked On SEC, Chris Gordy, and Locked On Aggies, Cole Thompson. The Longhorns and Sooners have made it official. They want to join the SEC. Texas A&M has made it clear they don't want them there. If it happens, what would the mega conference look like? What would the bigger SEC mean for college athletics? Senior reporter from WFAA-TV in Dallas, Jason Whiteley. Now, let's start with you, Jason. You reported that tomorrow we'll be having a vote. The SEC will have a vote on whether to allow Texas and Oklahoma in. Um, Any idea on how soon we'll know the outcome? Yeah, gentlemen, good afternoon to you. I mean, my sources are telling me this vote's going to happen tomorrow. All 14 schools will vote. My folks who have been in on the inside of this are pretty confident in saying that they think it will likely be a 14-0 vote on this, on allowing Texas and OU in. And then immediately after this vote happens tomorrow afternoon, we are expecting a statement from the SEC announcing this. So when you think about it, this, this whole thing is likely done tomorrow. It's, it's been less than a week here since this all became public. This has been going on for more than a year. But, you know, this time tomorrow afternoon, this whole thing could be done. Texas and OU on their way to the SEC, Jason. 14 to zero. That's what they're um, telling me. Does that surprise everybody? You know, I, I think the easy answer is yes. You know, a lot of people expected A&M to, to be the lone no vote. But we've seen and heard the shift in the tone coming from College Station recently. They didn't want to be that that one sore finger standing out of the fist, you know. So I think 14-0 sounds right. Um, and, hey, let's start this first big 16-team super conference the right way with everybody at least appearing to be welcoming. Yeah, and kind of going off of what Jeff said, you have to remember that back in 2010 when this happened under R. Lofton, uh, Bo and Lofton, they moved very fast. This was another thing that really kind of proceeded in a matter of weeks. And then by 2011, it was the final year, 2012, first year in the SEC for Texas A&M. You had that same kind of conversation once again where maybe A&M is the one team on the outside looking in with how everything kind of unfolded. But overall, I think Jeff brings up a lot of great points. And number one is if the SEC wants it done, the SEC will get it done, whether Texas A&M stands in the way or not. Yeah, the thing to remember, guys, is we're all slow on this. Like, we're all behind. We're all hearing this for the first time. These discussions go back a year ago. I mean, well, I'm standing there at SEC Media Days last week right in front of uh, Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, 
and he's just deflecting, 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 but not saying no. And I think that's what stood out to all of us is we were saying, this is going to happen. This is happening. So we're all catching up on this, but everybody for the past few months, they've known about this. Do we think everybody except A&M has known about this for the past few months? Like, Chris, when we were finding out last week, as you mentioned, during SEC media days, is that when the Aggies were finding out maybe the vote would have been 13-1 to then, but it's 14-0 tomorrow? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. I mean, because Ross Bjork, the athletic director for Texas A&M, he came out and said last week, we prided ourselves on being the lone school in the state of Texas that's in the SEC. And so – about 48, 72 hours later, we heard kind of a retraction saying, we look forward to welcoming anyone. And so you can see they kind of got to the Aggies at that point. Well, I also think you got to consider this in a little bit of a way that maybe there were people at Texas A&M who did know about it, but maybe it wasn't Ross Bjork and, of course, Jimbo Fisher. Maybe those were the two who had no idea that this was going on. Maybe they're, that the team, uh, the, the school president, this like Kathy Bates was able to know that this was something that was in the works for a while. You don't know exactly who knew what, and maybe that was why there was such backlash from Ross Bjork during that call of my mom segment, because of maybe he was left in the dark, but not by the SEC, but rather by his own school. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, no Lady Gaga not involved, but a star is born the American swim team. That's next. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why would you choose to spend 30 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solutions for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The New York Yankees are finalizing a deal to acquire outfielder Joey Gallo from the Texas Rangers. The deal is pending a medical review and is expected to be made official today. The Rangers will receive right-hander Glenn Otto, second baseman Ezekiel Duran, shortstop Josh Smith, and second baseman outfielder Trevor Hover from New York, sources told Jeff Passan. Four Washington National players and eight staffers have tested positive for COVID-19, forcing Major League Baseball to postpone their game against the Phillies Wednesday night. The postponement came one day after national star Trey Turner exited the game against Philadelphia in the first inning following his positive test for the virus. Sean Payton expressed frustration Wednesday night over the fact that New Orleans Saints receiver Michael Thomas did not have ankle surgery until June. Well, look, he said, it appears we're going to have to spend some time without him. It's disappointing. And we'll work through it with the other players that are here, but the surgery took place, and obviously we would have liked that to happen earlier than later. And quite honestly, it should have. Looks like the post-Drew Brees era in New Orleans is going awesome. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for tonight on betonline.ag. The NBA draft is finally here. Cade Cunningham still a minus 2,500 favorite to be the number one overall pick. Evan Mobley at 10 to 1. Jalen Green 10 to 1. Jalen Suggs 14 to 1. Jonathan Kaminga 
at 20 to 1. For all your NBA Finals, Major League Baseball, Olympics, and golf lines, betonline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Here is another story you need to know. Every year, the Olympics draw us in with the personal stories. It doesn't have to be the feature story with the slow piano music. It can just be a person or a moment that captures our attention. And on Wednesday night, we got some more of those. Joining me now from Care 11 in Minneapolis, Dave Schwartz. And Dave, you were at Reagan Smith's. We were with their family earlier this week. You were with them again last night. And while Reagan came up short, this was yet another outstanding performance for the young American teenager. Yeah, and it was a much different kind of atmosphere tonight. I think this was not her best event uh, in talking to her dad. And I, and I think if you kind of handicap the field a bit, it was going to be a race for silver. And um, she did not have a first great turn watching and she kind of got off the wall and they were a little concerned. But her last 50 uh, was one of her best times. I think she actually finished the race in her best time ever and they just erupted it was great it was it was a really neat moment because obviously coming off the 200 uh the the uh the backstroke rather uh the other night uh there was some obviously they were happy that she got a bronze but there was some disappointment because i think she was a favorite to win the gold so this was what she really needed as her dad told me this is what she needed to kind of finish off her games and get her ready for uh, her stanford career which is where she'll go next year so she's not completely done yet there is a chance that she could probably still swim in some relays uh in the end of this week and next week but for her and this and her family winning silver in this event i don't think is something they were counting on so it was a really pleasant surprise and and speaking of surprise and and that that sort of buoyant emotion that these games can bring to these competitors, Caleb Dressel, we thought coming into the games, he would be a, a potential star coming out of them. He's got the tattoo sleeve. He's got the Olympic rings on the forearm. He goes out and delivers his second gold in the 100 meter free, gets emotional after it, the moment with his wife. What did you see there? Well, it's just so neat. I mean, this is what we live for, for the Olympics. It's these moments that you that you talked about. And Caleb Dressel referenced it a little bit, that he's had a bad year. Uh, in fact, Reagan Smith's dad was talking about that too. I, I don't know the all the details, but I know that it just wasn't a good year for him. And this is something uh, that, that he really wanted. And then, of course, they, they put him up there so he can have his family, talks to his family, and they're going crazy. I will tell you, we were still at the watch party, and everybody there was tearing up. It was just such a great moment. Um, obviously, to win in the manner that he did, it was down to a split second. He was just able to touch the wall first. And so it's that's what you live for in the Olympics, and that's what we all love. It's getting kind of drawn into these moments. And Caleb was uh, very emotional, couldn't really get words out other than just kind of tearing up and crying and telling his wife that he loved her. And and those are the moments that that you love in the Olympics and you can't get enough of them and there's still more to come, but that was definitely a special one. 
it, it did feel in the moment like this is the kind of thing that's going to go in the montage at the end of this games. And that could be on, you know, future Olympic montages when NBC previews the games. It was it was a really cool moment. Yeah, I kind of joked with everybody who we were watching with. I said, you'll see this again. This will come back because this is that's the that's the kind of moment that they go. Yep, we're going to make sure. And and it's not to exploit him, but it is to remind everybody what's good about the games. And, and that is that. For these athletes, it is their everything. It's different from when you talk to a professional athlete who has another season to win the Stanley Cup or the Super Bowl or, you know, whatever it may be. This is it for them. This is the pinnacle of the swimming sport. And Caleb Dressel probably understands he doesn't have uh, an infinite number of Olympics to go to. So that's why this is special. And that's why it's so much fun to see these moments and and, and kind of share them and be in them uh, with the athletes. Coming up, the best way to watch the NBA draft. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Come in nine delicious flavors, plus limited time flavors, peanut butter, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, coconut almond, coconut, these things. I had one today. They're awesome. It's the perfect grab and go snack. It is something that I have before a workout, after a workout, for breakfast, sometimes for lunch, because I know it's going to be delicious. You need delicious, but it's also high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, and low in sugar. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. The 2021 NBA Draft is finally upon us. And joining us now from the studio where we will be shooting the 2021 Locked On NBA Draft show, host of Locked On Celtics, John Corrales. And John, before we get to that show, we have a slew of fascinating storylines to follow here on Thursday night. What right now, as we are just hours away from getting to see the picks and hear the picks, what are you keeping an eye on? I'd be honest with you, I'm more keeping an eye on who's going to trade into what slots because a lot of times, you know, a lot of the analysis here is on how does this guy fit in on, on this team. And, and but I think right now what we're seeing is, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies have already made a trade. I'm looking at the Toronto Raptors with that fourth pick and a kind of a win now attitude and potentially a need to replace Kyle Lowry. Uh, what's going to happen with that fourth pick? What are the Golden State Warriors going to do with, with their two picks and James Wiseman? So, the entire draft, as you know, we've been looking at all of this analysis and making mock drafts for all of these teams, and those teams might not be drafting in those spots. So I'm really curious to see what player movement uh, we see and then, and then going from there. Is there a team you're, you're most watching going, hey, you know, this team could be the team to, 
to look for here. We, you know, the, the Warriors have a couple picks in the lottery. The Magic have some picks. We've heard the Grizzlies want to move around. OKC, what are you keeping an eye on there? My, my number one team, yeah, those are all teams that you're, you're looking at and they, they could easily make trades. My number one team is the Toronto Raptors at four. And, and I think the, the new rumors of Shea Gilgis-Alexander and the Oklahoma City pick they're trying to get Cade Cunningham. Okay, so if Detroit decides that they think, hey, the the, the drop off from you know number one to whatever other picks they get isn't so so bad. Plus, Shea Gilgis Alexander gives us a nice point guard, a really good point guard to move forward. That they might make that deal. But I feel like having gotten the number one pick, finally they're just going to do the thing they're supposed to do and draft Cade Cunningham, which leaves OKC just kind of in a spot where they have a guy that is about to become a restricted free agent after this season and has value. And they're still looking to get into one of those slots where you're going to, you're going to get a really high level player, potential multiple time all-star. So that fourth pick with, like I said before, with Toronto trying to replace Lowry and you can get a Jalen Suggs um, uh, I, I, Oklahoma city can get a, a Jalen Suggs uh, to replace Shea Gilgis Alexander Shea goes over to Toronto that gives them a win now player. They can also draft somebody for the future. I think Toronto can really be a player here. So I mentioned the draft show. Uh, you guys are going to be live in studio with uh, just a, a myriad of, of talent to bring to bear for all of this. Take me through what that show is going to be. So this is going to be more for the video folks here, but uh, we are in a set at the WFEA studios uh, in Dallas, Texas, one of our Tegna stations. And I will be here behind me, for those of you watching on video, is Raphael Barlow, who's going to be, who's our, I call him our up-and-coming high upside star. <laughs> and deep in the background for people who are watching is Chad Ford back there, who is our legend. I'm just here to tell them, hey, it's your turn to talk. I'm not going to be offering much more than point guard duties here. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Over in the corner for people watching is going to be a green screen. That's TV magic. That's that's Chad Ford's big board for our day. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We start at 7 p.m. And we're going through the draft, through the second round, analysis that you're not going to be able to find anywhere else, obviously, with all of our local hosts, our local experts. Those are the boots on the ground that know their teams better than anybody. So there's not going to be another place out there, no matter who you tune to, that's going to give you this level of coverage. I'm honored and excited to be part of it. And, and if you play your role as point guard well, John, the, the Celtics might offer you a 10-day. Look out. Look, that's all I need is a 10-day. I can make that money go far. The first ever Olympic women's three-on-three -three basketball gold medal team is here. The U.S. squad of Stephanie Dolson, Alicia Gray, Kelsey Plum, and Jackie Young got it done, beating the Russian Olympic Committee squad 18-15 to for the title. Plum secured the team's lead with five points early. The Las Vegas Aces star, whose Tokyo triumph came after rehabbing from a torn Achilles tendon last summer, led all scores in the tournament. She finished with 55 points over the course of the five-day event in which Team USA played nine games and only lost one. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up Friday, who won or lost the NBA draft. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. 
Download the Amazon Music app today.